Hey there everyone, it's Joe from Ainsley's Gold Silver Standard Insights, brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. Today's topic is Gold Demand Trends, Quarter 3, 2022, Record Central Bank Buy-Up. Now that's posted on the Ainsley website. I'll put a link below for you to follow along. Of course, we have Chris Tipper here to break down the morning's news. And joining Chris today is regular contributor and Ainsley team member, Branko Radonovich. So gentlemen, over to you. Thanks, Joe. This week saw the release of the World Gold Council's quarterly report. This is something we know our readers and viewers all eagerly anticipate as we gain important and detailed insights into who has been buying and selling, which allows us to anticipate what might that might mean for demand and supply, and ultimately the price when we move forward. So today, Branko joins us after digging through the numbers to pull out some of the key points, as well as their implications. So welcome back, Branko. Thanks for having me back on. All right, so let's start by looking at some of your findings from your analysis of that report. Um, what can you give us a bit of a big picture overview of of what it said? Um, some maybe what are some of the general trends um, that we can gather from yeah. from what they reported then? So I think kind of the takeaways are like the three main pillars of gold investment: central banks, Wall Street, and Main Street. You know, like the everyday person, mm-hmm. they're each kind of got their own trend. So central banks are buying it up, honestly, like we've never seen before, which is quite interesting. Which I want to kind of delve into at record breaking levels. And we have Wall Street who are, they've been shorting it for a while, but their short positions have increased even more up to 227 tonne this quarter. That's like the gold-backed ETF short, what gold-backed ETFs are shorting at in in their totality. And then Main Street, you know, the demand for like bars and coins are up quite a lot as well. So you've got central banks and the everyday person buying it up and then the financial sector continuing to kind of short gold that's where we're at the moment with okay because that's that's quite interesting what you just said about um central banks particularly because if they're buying at record levels and we just had um of course that three quarter of a percent rate rise from the out of the u.s um this morning early this morning our time there's there's a lot going on uh in this in central bank land so can you give us a little bit more background around that because that's quite interesting one yeah i think um We'll put up a chart to show this, but I think during these kind of you know, economic times that, you know, similar to a recession, banks really, we saw this in 2008, want to buy up gold and um, the level they're buying it up is quite astounding. So, you know, it was, it's 400 tonne that they bought up last quarter, which is like their highest yep. ever wow. on, on record, um, almost double the previous um, highest quarter, which was in 2018. And yep. then year to year, it's up, I think about 670, 670 tonne, which is by far the most it's ever been since. Yeah, that's not, a small, that's not a small in number. 1967. So, you know, something's going on. The economy, I think they obviously, you know, we all can know the economy is in a great macro situation and the banks are buying it up like crazy for that reason. And, Again, you know, they they printed so much money back in 2020, 2021, and I think they're finally realizing they need something tangible to to help back that to some extent. That that's really interesting because there was um some discussion I was reading this morning that was talking about how we may be in a bit of a, a changing um period of time where we've had the last 40 years effectively being deflate or disinflationary environment, and that people sort of think that this inflation that we're experiencing might be short-lived and we go back to that. But there's also a growing argument that maybe we've 
turned to a new phase. And in that new phase, we may have inflation for the next 20 years that mm. sticks, that's a bit sticky higher, higher than we've seen before. So that probably backs up some of that thinking. Um, and, and central banks appear to be thinking that a little bit yeah. if they're stocking up. Because I know in that environment, it's quite good for gold, isn't it? For sure, 100%. 100%. So so what do you do um, if financial institutions, so you, you might have, I, I know gold's always a tricky one with, when you're talking to a financial planner, for example, um, a lot of them go, you know, that it's the rock that doesn't earn that that sort of mentality. Yeah. Um, if they're if you've got super funds and financial planners potentially shorting bullion, because that was something you were talking about there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's more um, just an institutional kind of wide of shorting bullion. So a lot of the super funds, you know, I can use financial planners like an example of. Um, just being able to take control and do it yourself. That's kind of the point I think that, right. is, that is crucial here. It's more, um, you know, these super funds, you know, if we're kind of seeing a financial sector wide idea of shorting bullion and you are a bullion person, you know, I think it's important to keep that in mind that um, particularly your super is going to be working against you. And the way yeah. around that is, you know, put, putting it in your own hands and getting a self-managed super fund, which I think, you know, Cass comes on a lot and talks about and um, we are seeing a big trend towards that. You know, at ANZ, a lot of people are opening up self-managed super funds. And I think, you know, as well, even for someone like me, who's very young, you know, what's going on at the moment economically, it's pushing me towards opening that as well. So with the way that financial sector and the, the financial companies are just continually shorting it, if you are interested in bullion, it's just important to know that and then take control yourself. And, you and that is really interesting against that background of the previous point when you're making with central banks, when you've got central banks who are effectively setting the policy, if they're buying up and your yeah. the, the institutions are, are selling, that doesn't really add up. So it does possibly make sense in that environment to take a little bit of control of that yourself. Yeah. So is is that behind? I, I know um, we've been seeing a lot of that at Ainsley. This this sort of desire for people into bars and coins is is there is that part of the story here as well? Is there is there any data around that from that report? Yeah, so um, we are seeing a lot in kind of globally as well. But, you know, for example, um, China, the China demand has kind of gone through the roof now. It's 70 tonnes this quarter in bar and bars and coins. Yep. India has gone up a lot. Turkey's gone up a lot. The West, like US, has been a lot steadier. It's 6% compared to last year increase. Yep. Um, you know. It's still Europe, in the right direction though. Yeah, yeah. European gold retail trading and, and purchasing has gone up 28%. So it, it's, it's a, a broader, just everyone's buying it up. And we're seeing that at Ainsley as well with, you know, a lot of new customers as well, people that aren't really used to gold or silver and their friend might have told them about it, you know, and they're putting a few thousand in themselves. Yep. And there's definitely a preference for those smaller, probably more affordable um, silver well, coins and smaller denominations. And when, when you look at those numbers in, in a report like that, if you're talking bars and coins, that's all retail, isn't it? Like that's yeah. not institutional. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's kind of the measure of a measure of retail, um, which is just very interesting. And, you know, I can see that again every day, new customers coming in, yeah. you know, where it's very hard to get those small denominations at the moment. It's it's more those Asian countries and, you know, China, India, et cetera, that are really driving it. I think China in particular um yeah they had yeah 70 tons like i said earlier which is a massive increase compared to the previous quarter yeah 
So that's just something to monitor. I think when you've got, it's just very interesting that you've got kind of central banks, which are, you know, you generally think well-informed and you've got basically the broader population as well on this slide and the financial sector just continually shorting it. It's quite a huge... Yeah, there's there's an opportunity there for people who are paying attention. For sure, because, you know, um, in the event of maybe some kind of short squeeze like we saw with the Wall Street bets crowd in 2021, you know, it could be an interesting opportunity for bullion if these um, financial institutions have to start, you know, their margin calls coming on their shorts if we see a bit of a run. So it could be an opportunity here. Absolutely. So that that leads in, we actually received a question um, from email from uh, Murray who sent in this question. He wanted to know our thoughts on or, or predictions for gold and silver bullion over the next 12 months. And, I mean, a t- picking any time frame is always tricky um, when it comes to an investment. But what what are your sort of thoughts over that for the next, in that sort of medium term, I'd call that, over the next 12 months, medium term yeah. time frame? Yeah, I mean, I think given this situation, I think, you know, I'm on the side of the majority, you know, central. I'm on the side of central banks and, and the people. I think we kind of have to go up, in my opinion, given what's going on. And I do think there is this kind of maybe a small possibility, but an interesting possibility of these these funds kind of facing a short squeeze and we can get a real big move. Like we kind of saw with the silver squeeze as well um, a year and a half ago or so. So I think that is a possibility. But, yeah, overall, I think it's... Yeah, not financial advice, but probably a good investment in the moment, given the economic, you know, rockiness. And and I'd I'd just add to that. I mean, I look I look at a lot of this stuff quite technically, and I, um, I've been talking about most of this year this big cup and handle pattern, and and it has you can dig back through the news and actually see um, some analysis and some some charting on that. But that pattern hasn't broken for gold. It's a very long term pattern, multi year sort of multi decade even pattern where the price has moved up, pulled back a bit, but it really hasn't broken down. So if what I've said before was true and we're expecting to potentially move into the next 10 or more years of higher than usual inflation in before we move roll over again in the distant future um, to to another disinf- like de- deflation or disinflationary cycle, then gold does very well in that environment, which would align with that pattern. So they're, from my perspective, 12 months is a little bit tricky but um, to predict, but I think that that pattern hasn't broken. And while that hasn't broken, we would expect some fairly substantial moves over the next few years um, to the upside if, if that pattern remains true. So that would be my my thoughts on it. And that's, te- that's looking at it technically through the charts, but that lines up very much with the fundamental story that you've talked about there and the, the data that's coming out of that report. Absolutely. I think we can get both combined that kind of um, forms a full picture and makes a lot of sense what you're saying at the moment. Absolutely. So thank you for all that. Um, that was, there's a lot of information there. It's another one, but I think yesterday was one that had was very chart dependent. Today is as well. Um, definitely worth going on and having a look at the at the news on the the website to see some of that and, and really zoom in and look at those charts and, and, and dig into some of those numbers. So, but um. I think that overview is really helpful. So thanks for that today, Branko. See you next time. All right, thanks.
Thank you, Branko, for joining us. And Chris, I'll see you on the next one. And for the audience, I want you to head over to the Discord channel. That's discord.gg forward slash gold to continue the conversation. Chris and Branko will be there for the next one or two hours after the upload of this video. So head over there, ask your questions, get a response, and let us know your feedback. We really want to hear from you. I always want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash AinsleyBullion for the wide range of informational videos we put out five days a week, including specials and more. And while you're on the internet, head over to goldsilverstandard.com because that's bringing gold and silver into the digital world. As we say here at the end, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Take care and we'll see you next time.